the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. Uh, I got some unfortunate news today. We're not on the radio today. We uh, There's some uh, basketball is king. Um, so basketball is, 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 is on the air today. Uh, I'm waiting on my guest co-host today, um, Verlon Galloway, the troublemaker. Uh, he's on CPT, CP time right now. <laughs> if you're black, you know what I mean by CP time. Uh, he, he ain't here yet, but he's on his way. Uh, he said he was, um, six minutes away. Uh, yeah, and CP time, that's, um, that's, that's, that's 30, 40 minutes away. Um, uh, but hey, welcome back to this week's edition. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, would love to be on the radio, but I'm not, Johnny. That's okay. We'll be okay. I guess we'll be all right. But there's just so much going on um, in in America right now. There's so much going on with uh, everything. This impeachment that's going on. Um, I, I I never thought in a million years. Well, no, I guess I can't say that. I never thought in the twenty some odd years that I've been uh, a Republican. I'd see a day where. Republicans would would completely, uh, well, not so much completely, because I mean there were only five people today that voted to bring in witnesses uh, in this impeachment sham. Because I, I keep calling it a sham because, first of all, Senator Leahy, a senator, is sitting in, basically presiding over where the, the, the Chief Justice John Roberts should be. Not only is he presiding over the impeachment, he's also a juror, so that means he gets a vote to say. Uh, if Trump should be impeached or not, where is the due process in that? I I, I keep trying to figure out where the due, where the due process. Um, I guess it doesn't matter when it comes to due process with uh, uh, President Trump, but everybody else wants their their due process. Um, you know, until uh, Verlon gets here, I really want to play. I really want to play. The um, because I thought Trump's um, um, defense team really did a great job of finally exposing this 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 hoax, this myth of the Charlottesville uh, incident that happened. And I and, and I, I agree with what Trump's um, um, lawyer said at the end. Uh, I'm going to go through. Uh, I have right here one, two, three, four, five, five audio clips. Uh, I think it's going to be something that um, for finally we finally get to the bottom of what happened in Charlottesville, and we get the truth finally revealed. Because this is one of the reasons why Brandon Strzok, the guy who started Walk Away, uh, the Walk Away uh, movement, uh, one of the reasons that got him, uh, that opened his eyes to what was really happening in America, was this movement. And I mean, was this 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 audio? I, I'm going to start some. I'm going to start the first audio clip of what Trump's um, 
um, impeachment lawyer said. Here we go. This lie traveled around the world a few times, made its way into the Biden campaign talking points, and ended up on the Senate floor. The Charlottesville lie. Very fine people on both sides. Except that isn't all he said. And they knew it then, and they know it now. Watch this. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park. Well, it, did, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Wow. Wow. Let's go to the next audio. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group. A clear distinction of who he was talking about. But yet throughout this impeachment hoax, this this sham of an impeachment Throughout the moment that this was said, the moment this incident occurred, the moment this incident happened, you had people saying that, oh, wow, Trump said that there were good people on the uh, on the white supremacist side. He clearly, clearly, he, he continues. So I only tell you this. There are two sides to a story. I thought what took place was a horrible moment for our country, a horrible moment. Trump continues. This might be today the first time the news networks played those full remarks in their context. Where is it? Where are they wrong? I don't see any place where the Trump's attorney was wrong. This might be the first time those those audio clips were played in its full context, because that's what happens, right? That's what happens, right? This corporate media, they play and they slice and they dice. Because they have an agenda, they have they have a message that, that they want to get out, and it's only the message, of, especially if, you, if you're conservative or if you're, you're center you're center right, they don't care about you, and this shows it. For, for, I, I continue to see people to this day. I was arguing with somebody, and then I stopped arguing. I continue to see people posting stuff about the Charlottesville lie, basically saying that Trump said that yeah there were good people. About it, yeah, okay. I I don't get what's happening. We're losing our country. These people believe that 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 they're the only ones that know what's right, what's wrong. They're the only ones that that are, are, are that they get it. Us conservatives, us, us 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 deplorables. You know, we don't get it. We're not worthy. I know. It's it's foolishness. It's foolishness. And I, I, I don't know what to do. And now my friend, Verlon Galloway, he's on CP time. You know, CP time is, CP time is something else. Hey, what's up? What's up, Verlon? The troublemaker. You causing too much trouble because you're late. They still can't hear me. Um, you causing a lot of trouble. What's going on, brother? 
What's going on? Can you hear me? No. Just keep talking. So what's going on? I mean, you, you, you got a fresh shave in the, on that head today. I oh, think. yeah. You know why. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. Where and, are you headed for Valentine's Oh, Jesus, man. I did not want to do it. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. she doesn't listen to your station, so I don't got to worry about it. <laughs> Wait, she doesn't listen to the station? No, you know, she's a, she's a lefty, you know. Oh. You know, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta get what I can get. Wait a minute, you're gonna call her a lefty on today? That's Valentine's Day. I tell her, I tell her she's a lefty all of the time. Well, trust me, we talk about politics. Y'all, y'all, y'all go at it. Oh yeah, when we, when we don't want to argue, we leave politics alone. It's perfect. But yeah, man, listen. First off, before I get into uh, Valentine's Day stuff, people in Uh-oh. Illinois Uh-oh. are nuts. Uh-oh. Let me tell you something. It was beautiful traffic <laughs> on my way here in Indiana. But when the weather gets worse, people from Illinois or Illinois drive worse. <laughs> it was two car fires on the Bishop Ford. One, the hood was on fire. When I did a detour and got off and rode through Dalton, I saw that one. So I said, okay, once I get back on, everything's going to be okay. Got back on, come around to 130th, it was a pickup truck totally scorched. Wow. And then it's bad weather. I was going to be on time 15 minutes early and end up being 10 minutes late. But you, so so you know what's going to happen for now? What's that? You're going to leave a lot earlier? No. But yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to look like stalker man sitting in the parking lot. I didn't want to be that guy. And I'm just going to have to be a half an hour early every time you ask me to come to the show because it seems like the last couple of times I've been just... Pushing it, just pushing it. The last time I made it right on time, and this time I'm 10 minutes late, and I don't like to be late. Well, so I hate that. Well, you know, I leave. I get here by 11:30. You're dedicated. <laughs> You're dedicated. Well, I, I, I know I got to get here early. I mean, I like to, you know, get my mind together, unwind, uh, focus on, on what's, on what's, um, what's, what's, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna present. And, um, you know, you see, I got Nick's shirt on, right? If you're on, on Facebook. See, man, see, I want that shirt. I swear to God. Next time I go to Sean's Cigar Shop, I want to wear that shirt. You're going to wear it to Sean? Oh, Sean's going to have a, he's going to love it, right? He's going to love <laughs> that shirt. He might like me that day. <laughs> well, he don't like you? Oh, he loves me, but he <laughs> loves to call me names that I can't repeat on radio. Hey, what's some of the names that you can't? We're not on radio today. Oh, we're not? <laughs> no, also, oh, oh, I was about to say. Don't give me the green light. <laughs> uh, I'm just teasing. Okay. Just teasing. Oh, man. But but you asked me uh about where I'm going to go. Well, we're not going to be in Illinois with the 25% capacity. We're, I'm going to take her to Indiana. We're going to have a, a nice dinner. We should make it there by about 5 o'clock. We should make it there for about by 5 o'clock. Dinner. A movie, a wine tasting, and um, dinner, movie, wine, and I got a nice room. Wow, there you go. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Facebook Live and YouTube. Go like the YouTube, um, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Black and Right AM560. Uh, we're trying to really push this YouTube from now. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with the Color People Time Late Verline. We'll yeah. <laughs> This show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker, CP guy, Verlon Galloway. Verlon, welcome back, bud. Hey, what's going on? I, I, I don't, I, I know you did. 
I know you didn't hear me playing the Charlottesville lie um, because I'm not on the radio, you know, this week. So unfortunately, guys, sorry that we're not on radio. Um, we are working through some technical difficulties. We're going to get it together. It's going to, you guys will be able to hear us, but Vernal and I are still going to, you know, still talk like we're having a conversation. How about that, Vernal? Love it. All right. Um, but I was, I was playing it, uh, and I'll play it. You, you want to hear it again? I, I can play it again. And I'm going to get your, your take on, on what you think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hey, love it. I, love I it. love it. There it, it is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, while we were, um, before you got in, I was playing the, the Charlottesville, um, lie. So I, let's, let's go back over it. Because I thought the Trump administration, I mean, the Trump uh, impeachment managers did a great thing when they, uh, the way they laid it out. In my opinion, the impeachment should have been over then. It really should have been over. I mean, the Democrats were slicing and dicing video, uh, making it appear as though he said one thing when he actually, when you look at the, 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 the full statement in context, totally different. And, and these guys, these, remember this, remember this, man. They swore an oath to the Constitution. Yeah. They are completely violating the Constitution right now. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I I promised myself that I wouldn't watch this uh, impeachment because it's the same old story, different characters. And I did not watch the House managers or prosecutors, whatever you want to call them. I would not watch them put on their case. <laughs> I was updated by AM radio, but that was it. But I said, you know what? I want to hear what the Trump defense team has to say, yeah. especially after Trump. I heard that Trump was kind of disappointed with their their rollout. Yeah. Okay, so I tuned in to see how they was going to make a comeback. I was 50-50. Um, I heard them say, "Hey, the justice system worked." No, it didn't. Not in my not in in my opinion it didn't work. Oh, the people voted them out. Well, that's in my opinion that hasn't been proven that's yet. That's still up to, for debate. That's up for the debate. In my opinion, too. Thank you. But they when when they played the tapes of all the Democrats talking about fight, 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 getting their hey, face. Hey, hey, don't get too ahead of yourself. I got the, I got all oh, that audio. Oh, okay, great, great. Don't get too ahead of yourself. I got that audio. Oh, but they did great you know? on, on that part. So I'm still I'm fifty fifty, but I believe they proved their case. Speaking of, I mean, it's pretty long. It's it's I have a couple of them because because in each one of the monologues you heard different people. So I I, I downloaded I, I I went looking for as many of them as I can find. Um and I mean the hypocrisy was is is, is on full display, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway. And it's like, I'm, I'm reading on Facebook, oh man, they really gave it to Trump. Oh, those, those impeachment managers, they did a, a solid job. They did a great, they lied! Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, anybody can do a great job by lying yeah. and creating Michael Moore's, what's that film? Fahrenheit, whatever. Fahrenheit, yeah. That movie was the number one documentary of that time, right? But he spliced and diced and created fact, uh, falsehoods. Yeah. So I can go and make a movie and make it seem like it's great. But that's exactly what the Democrats, they're, they're putting on a show for America. Yeah. They are trying to annihilate Republicans. And these spineless Republicans are going along with it. And I'm getting fed up with it, Verlon. Those are the safe, the safe state Republicans like Mitt Romney. And I was at Susan no, he's Collins. done. You think so? Mitt Romney will never win another election. In Utah? In Utah. Watch. Okay. Trump won Utah. Don't forget that, too. Who's going to take him out? Oh, some they're, they're looking right now. Okay. Uh, I had, um, I think he's from Montana, uh, state representative on this show. He said that they're already looking mm. for a replacement. Dude, you can't do um, Lisa Murkowski. Oh, God. You know? And you know what I'm ashamed about? How long has she been in office? 
Uh, a long time. I know. <laughs> I remember when she ran her writing campaign and won. Yeah. I... I believe at that time, I think I was a little more modern. Sarah Palin, where are you? No. I, I was, oh, God, you took the words out of my mouth. But I was a little more moderate then, and I'm ashamed that I thought that she could be a fair and balanced Republican nominee for president. Ben Sass, Nebraska. You think he's going he gonna to survive in Nebraska? No. Okay. Not exactly. Uh, Mang, Susan Collins and Mangs. Okay, she's safe. And plus, she's I think safe. this is her last time. Yeah, she might give it up. Uh, I want to know what Portman's going to do in Ohio because he's this is, he's done. Okay. Uh, I want to know. I mean, the people that are. I, I think anybody that votes, especially as as a, as a senator, they vote for this. You know, they're going out. They're out the door. Oh. You know, they, they're going to give up. They're not going to run again. Well, Romney has to vote for it. He's he's the guy that um he he wants to be remembered as the good guy, even after being shamed falsely yeah. by the Democrats. Yeah. He he hasn't learned his lesson yeah. about Democrats. Well, none of them do. He wants to go out like John McCain. That's well, what Well, none of them do because they want to be adored. Yeah. By 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 a media, a corporate media, because it's not just the media. DJ Pete always gets on me. Who comes in on the boards? He gets on me because he he, he feels like I attack the media too much, uh, and I agree, in some regards. But guess what? This corporate media, because right was even Fox News, because they're looking for they're looking for eyes and ears to be glued to this television. Uh, some of the stuff that they're doing and saying, it's insane. But I, I want to, I want to play. I want to, I want the, I want everybody to hear the hip- hypocrisy on display. I may pause in and there and and, and out, and we'll we'll give commentary. But uh, here's here's the Democratic Party on full display. Members of the Democratic Party, some of the leaders, on full display. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? So I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You punch ring, him where? Ring necks, punch him in the face. Okay. Uh, what does it it's say? In, what does it say that they have to be punished? Is that incitement? That's incitement. Okay, and, and the media is pushing a lot of this. Wait, 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 they continue. Been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. That is now the current sitting president of the United States of America right now, Joe Biden, uh, inciting violence, right? Yeah. Okay. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Put a what? A bullet in Donald and who? Trump. But and who, who was he at the time? He was, was he, the, he was the president the, the, the of the president. United States of America. Wait, wait, the, the guy before that said, when was the last time an actor assassinated That was Johnny Depp. Wow. Yeah, and but it continues. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? <laughs> I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Wow. Madonna. A I remember State that. Senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in 
at a gasoline station. You get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. That was the current sitting vice president, Kamala Harris. Do you agree with me that Aunt Maxine is the most ghetto grandmama oh, in America who lives in their big mansion but let, let me finish this last seven seconds of it you think we're rallying now you ain't seen nothing yet now that gunshot you heard that was from that play uh, I mean Snoop Dogg's video remember I heard about remember it that? I never watched and then there was also a, another play where Trump got stabbed to death I didn't watch it yeah yeah it's it's conservatives it's 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 us that have incited violence for the last five years. And I'm looking at these impeachment managers. Where were they? Where were they? Where were any Where of were the Democrats? Been? Any of them. Yes. Who spoke out why, who spoke out why uh, uh, Black Lives Matter and Atifa was burning down America in all 50 burning states? Burning down police stations, taking over federal courthouses. Took over six blocks. Destroyed people's businesses. Destroyed, I mean, where was this at then? Yeah. Miss me with that. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's time to fight. And I don't mean physically, but we got to push back. We got to push back against what's happening or else we're going to lose this country. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm fired up and ready to go. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend. Who, Buddy. You, 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 didn't have, you didn't get enough last week, so you had to come back. Again. I had to come back. I, I got a lot of stuff to get off my chest. The troublemaker, Verlon Galloway. I don't think I started enough trouble last week. You didn't, actually. You were actually mellow. What was up with that? Well... You know, you had a guest that was talking about, you know, real life stuff, you know, helping people get on their feet yeah. with, with businesses and how to enjoy yourself at home. And I, I don't think I got charged up until that idiot That's Ron it. called in. <laughs> you lost. I lost it. No, loser. Said, you lost. Loser. Loser. That's a, you know, they can't, they can't engage. Loser. Well, they, they can't. They really can't. No. They, you know, they, they, they revert to name calling because the issues are not on their side. Yeah. You know, um, the ability to articulate the issues are not on their side because, uh, I mean, speaking of our next guest, um, when you think about what has happened throughout this whole year in COVID, business owners have had to sh shutter their doors. Uh, I had a friend, my buddy, Mike Lapidus, who left. He's like, I'm getting out of here. I'm moving to Arizona. Peace. I'm out. Shuttered his business, butcher in the walk up in um, Oak Brook. Um, I think about our next guest and how he's been fighting alongside of those. And I, I, I saw him do a live the other day. I think it was Wednesday night. And then I, and then I saw an article in the, uh, I think it was a Herald that talked about nine Lake County people were uh, business owners were fined because they kept their doors open during the um, lockdown. Um, Wow. Think about that. Attorney Tom DeVore, 
you non-essential, we can't say the rest of it. Welcome back to Black and Right. <laughs> What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. You are you're just like I mean everybody loves you. I I've, I've been seeing you in in, in certain um <clears throat> certain publications where they they posting stuff about every almost everything you post they they're talking about it. <laughs> you well know. I don't know. I whatever they want to write about, they can write about, but I'm just trying to help people, brother. That's it. I'm well, trying to help. Yeah. So what's going on in Lake County? I mean, you know, you know what? I I'm thinking I'm thinking you would think these these government officials would say, you know what, we're not gonna, you know, we we understood, you know, you know what was happening. You you wanted to make a business, but you know what, we're gonna waive all these fines because life has been hard. What's going on in Lake County, um, Tom? John, these folks, and and I'm not gonna pick on individual people, but these folks, and it's not been a a broad swath of counties and or cities across our state. The message that doesn't get out there enough is that the counties and or cities who have chosen to do these things, it's very small. They're the ones that get the media attention, but but I've told people, and it comes to a surprise, we only got about five counties across the state that ever took any significant effort. So, But in Lake County, keeping in mind, these folks that are doing this, trying to find these businesses... For nine, ten months, they have not missed a paycheck. No. Not one paycheck. I promise you, my brother, if they missed a paycheck for a week or two, things would change in a snap of a finger because they'd realize what that pain was about. But in Lake County, they they don't have the ability to enforce the governor's executive order. Every county in the state now knows, and the public for the most part knows, an executive order is merely a piece of paper, whether he can write it or can't write it for 30 days or 90 days or a year, you can't enforce it. Everybody knows that. Uh, well, I remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, uh, this is Verlon Galloway. I remember last time yeah, I was yeah. here. I was here when you called in and you said the exact same thing, that these uh, fines can't be enforced. So what has happened to all, to these businesses that has been fined? I mean, um, can, they, can they be knocked over the head with the fine? Can, you know, can it be enforced at all locally? That, there's a distinction. What I what, what we were talking about then is that there's no ability to fine or close a business because of an executive order. Okay? okay. Here's the distinction. Here's what they did in Lake County, and again, it's not very broad spread across the state. Lake County has a nuisance ordinance. Like oh. every county in the state has a nuisance. If you let your grass grow too tall, if you leave, you know, I, I grew up in the streets of the town I lived in. If you had cars up on blocks and didn't have any tires <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, if you had junk and debris laying in your yard, you could get a fine, right? Well, these cerebral heavyweights in Lake County said, oh, cerebral we're going to say it's a, pu- it's a public nuisance if you allow indoor dining. It is the most laughable thing on the planet. I, I don't right? see how that that correlates between. An, I, I'm, a, you know, you know, I'm a former sheriff's deputy. How could I write that nuisance to somebody who's opening up their establishment, trying to feed their kids? And and I find it also. You you didn't say it, but I'll say it. Uh, it's it's it's, it's in mostly uh, Democratic uh, counties, right? Brother, it's all Democratic counties. Yeah, it's all Democratic counties, with the exception of Sangamon County. In Sangamon County, it, it's a unique blend there in well, that yeah. county. Uh, but it, but better than that, you're right. Champaign County, the biggest one in the state that's been leaning on people. But Lake County, now what was interesting is we argued that day. I argued with the hearing officer for an hour, which is a great guy. You could tell he's extremely intelligent. 
Yeah. He knew I was right. Everybody in the room knew I was right. This, the ordinance says you have to be able to prove that someone, a business or a person, is creating a condition or not remedying a condition. Wow. Hey, hey Attorney DeVore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hold the line. Let's let's. I want you to continue that breakdown because I think people really need to understand what's really happened has happened over the last year when it comes to this COVID issue. I mean, sure. it's, it's ruined so many people's lives. Hey, you tune in to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony Verlon, the troublemaker. We got Tom Devore. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio, but only on Facebook live stream and YouTube stream. Hey, if you're listening through the Facebook live stream, please go right now and like the YouTube, Black and White, AM560, The Answer. We're really trying to push the YouTube because Facebook has basically told me we got one more violation and they're going to unpublish the page. So they so they took you off <laughs> suspension? No, I'm still on it. What? Yeah. Did you know how long that's been? I got it's it's red. <laughs> but before the break, before the break, we were talking with attorney um, non-essential. Can't say the rest. Tom Devore. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom, I got one. I got one more question for you to explain to me and some of the listeners. Okay. Give it to me. Now, I've heard everything you had to say. It comes down for me to the judges. Are the judges going along with these fines and penalties? It's the state's attorneys. <laughs> uh, you want to put me on the spot? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say that there, in the judicial system, there are many times occasions to where uh, a fine or a decision made by the court doesn't necessarily follow the law, but it happens for reasons. Uh, unrelated to the law. How does that sound? <laughs> okay, look at that. He skated that I, now, one. That, that is a lawyer's answer, but what I want to know... You you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but are the judges enforcing those fines? Do do, do people have to pay in the end? The judge, the, um, in Lake County, the judges... It wasn't a judge. It was a, this was an administrative hearing. It was a hearing officer. Oh, it was a lawyer. I got you. He, he, we could have appealed to the court. But sometimes you just keep in mind, my clients were open the whole time, 100% right. of the time, never shut down $400 fine because they didn't mow their grass. Oh, no, they didn't mow their grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean they kept they kept the doors open? I mean, mow the grass? Is that what it was? A nuisance yeah, charge? It was, a, it, it was complete. It was a fiction, Mr. Anthony. Let me, let me tell you what the statute says or the ordinance. The ordinance says that if a person allows a condition to remain or creates a condition that may be detrimental to the public health, like not maintaining restrooms, showers, recreation areas, letting mold grow on property, and oh, allowing indoor dining. I'm guessing too. It just it's, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but if it's not in, if that's not particularly in the in, in the text, how can you you, and you? I mean, you're an attorney, but you know what, what? What I love though is that a lot of these sheriffs, these sheriffs and states attorneys, did not. Um, um, come down with the foolishness and, and enforce ninety something out of them. Only five, John, give or take across the state. Wow. Only five or six. I I cannot get anybody to write or talk about the biggest story of all of this, which is the realization that the overwhelming majority of the local and city 
county governments across this state knew that that governor's executive order absolutely has no teeth. They knew it, John. I mean, how does Sangamon County go from the matter of two weeks to we're not going to allow indoor dining to, well, we're going to allow indoor dining now uh, with our own little set of rules, completely contrary to the governor's executive order. Right. Because they know it's hollow. They know it's hollow. And that fear has has hopefully started to run its course. And I can tell you 100% certain my clients do not care whatsoever about executive orders they're just interested in the county or city going to try to mess with me. They don't care about the governor anymore. Yeah. So so what's next? What's next? I mean, because, I mean, Biden has basically told us we got to wear masks, two masks, according to Fauci. Um, yeah. Anal swabs are now a thing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's next? What's, what, 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 what what's are you, next what, for my clients? Yes. Well, two things we're doing. One, we are going to continue on in the court in Illinois dealing with this whole 30-day game that the governor created, right? Yeah. That 30-day game was a game. We're going to address that. But in the same time, uh, I'll go ahead and say it now, John, we're going to go into the federal court, and we're going to go in and we're going to ask the federal judicial system to say, you know what? Governor Pritzker shut our businesses down for the good of the public for all this time. That's a taking, and you need to compensate these people. But well, the statute said it. Well, the statute kind of says it, and there's federal law that says, you know, you can shut somebody down for the public good. You can take through regulations their property, but you got to pay them. Right. So I've got about 1,500 clients right now, and we're going to go and see what the federal court says about that. Go get them. Go get them. Yep. I plan on it. Hey, I plan on it. Um, I'll be down there with you coming up, right, uh, Edwards County? Yeah, next weekend. Next yeah. weekend. We're going to Edwards County. Yeah, I'll be in Edwards County, and then Clay County called me. So I got to call the the GOP chairman down in Clay County because I'll be down there speaking as well. So, uh, Attorney Tom Devore, thanks so much, you non-central. I can't say the West, Tom Devore. Uh, I know you can't. <laughs> for See doing you, the show. Take care, man. You're the best, brother. See ya. Wow, dude. Well, I mean, I don't see how you're gonna make, you know, the government pay. Well, especially Illinois when it's in debt. How? Well, well, I mean, they did just pass a 1.9 trillion dollar. <laughs> Stimulus, right? Well, we'll see what Illinois gets out of that and see how they... Wait, that hasn't passed yet, though, right? No. Oh, because there's an... Oh! Because the trial is going on. Because of impeachment. Yeah. You hear that? All of you who voted for Joe Biden? Yeah. This impeachment is more important than anything that you're going through. If you have a business, I don't give a crap what party you belong to. They're telling you that, that destroying and annihilating, making sure that Donald Trump never runs again is more important than everything you got going on. And yet you Everyone knows that simply wearing a mask... Oops. And and <laughs> shaming you yes. as a Trump voter. Yes. Putting you in your place really is more important. Yes. Than than your hardship. Then then what you're what you're going through. Yeah. Some of it, most I mean ninety nine percent of it, no fault of your own. That's right. Because the government the government who whenever they say come to help, what that what it runs, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That's one of the, the most Run. dangerous statements you can ever hear. Run. What did, what did my boy Nick give me? The American dream is not a handout. That's right. I want that shirt. I got it, though. Uh, <laughs> you're the man. You're hey, the man. You're listening to Black Rhino AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. Verlon, he was on CP Time. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host. Um, people keep saying, what's CP? 
Color people time. Color people time. <laughs> I was late. He was late. He said he was six minutes, but he was more like 20 minutes away. Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway, welcome back. Thank you for having me. So did you see what I just passed you? What I, what I just gave you? Yeah. Can you read that off, sir? Secular Democrats of America. Keep going. What? Keep going. <laughs> Restoring constitutional socialism and uh, uh, patriotic pluralism <laughs> in the White House. Well, okay, what does that mean? Do you, You're going to have to explain that. Basically, remove God. Oh. Secularism. Secular Democrats. Okay. Remove any reference because what Trump did was 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 something that should not have been have been done. Uh, remove <laughs> Ken, whatever. <laughs> Ken said bathroom break. <laughs> uh, no, Ken, I we let I let somebody in the in the uh, in the uh, studio. So, whatever. Um, dude, this this is these are Congress people, people that are serving in our in our in our government who presented this plan to Joe Biden. Well, they've let you know for years that they don't care anything about God. Yeah. So this is this doesn't surprise me. You know, I I want to read just some of the preamble. People don't don't. I hope this doesn't hurt your ears. The Secular Democrats of America PAC SDA has prepared this document for the Biden Harris campaign to provide recommendations that will not only reverse the damage done by the Trump administration, but boldly restore a vision. Of constitutional, how could they dare use that word constitutional? Constitutional secularism and respect in the land for religious and intellectual pluralism. We urge you to lead our nation on a path that revives the founders' visions of religious freedom in our government. Wait, first of all, these are the same people who still believe in the, in the whole thing, church, uh, a church, um, a divide between church and government, right? Right. And these are the same people who don't even understand what the Danbury letter was even written about, right? Okay. And they're going to dictate to us or tell us about what it means. Oh, I better stop bouncing because you heard I played that audio clip last time. But they're going to dictate to us how we should do this, right? Yeah. Why, Belon? Well, I mean, I guess they're going back to the days of Benjamin Franklin. I mean, the, <laughs> the country is supposed to be, you know, you, you whatever you are, and we're supposed to live in harmony together. So I don't know. I wish we had that song. Harmony be together. What's that song? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't sing either. So I don't know. I can't sing either. But you know, I I, I like a comment that was on the page here. Uh, it was by my buddy Ken Ken Morrison. I want to read this because he's right. The late Herman Cain. He called it liberal sin. They change the subject. They ignore the facts and they resort to name calling. When we were talking about that, we they don't really have. Um, the facts on in, in on their side when they when they engage with people who who are thoughtful and and who are who are construct critical and constructive thinkers, um, so that's what they do. They 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 change the subject. Your your buddy did it last week. He changed the subject when we tried to call him out to tell give us a specific uh, incident, and then what did he do? He ignored what we were saying, ignored the facts, and then he started resorting to name calling. And you rely. I'm a loser. You were a loser. Loser, loser, and loser. you lost, and I lost. <laughs> so because I lost, and I'm a and I'm a loser, I backed the, the so-called losing candidate. You just do as you told. He can write as many executive orders and actions. You just do as you told. See, these are people that want to be ruled. They're okay with being ruled, yeah. but by the people that they want to rule them. Yeah, that's how it goes. I, I, the line. We, we we're in some trouble. We are in some trouble. I said that. If we don't, if I we, said that. If we don't fight. Oh, okay. 
Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to say fight. Tell I'm going to say I fight. I want to follow you. Tell Let's me, talk about it. Tell me how to fight. Let's talk about it in the next hour. All right. Um, I, I'm really excited about the next hour. Uh, I hope I'm saying that the Twitter handle right. We're going to be talking to the Chicago contrarian about an article he wrote about Chicago bringing in the social workers instead of cops. Oh, it's going to be good. You listen to the black and white. Don't go anywhere. I'm John Anthony. He's Villan, the troublemaker. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the live Facebook stream and YouTube live streams of Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, in studio is uh, the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway. And I'm about to start some trouble. Uh, we about to John, fight. We, we about we to fight. fight. <laughs> we about to fight. I'm praying. I, I'm praying hands right now. We about to fight. I, I guarantee you, we probably won't fight. I, I guarantee you, we probably are are, are are thinking the same thing, but we just may come about it a, a different way. How about that? Uh uh-uh. uh No. Uh uh-uh. You just want to fight? Yes. Just for the sake I need of fighting, to get, I need to get charged up. Somebody has to do it. Uh, unless we get, unless we get a phone call, well, well, like open, Ron. Well, let's oh, <laughs> Ron. Let's open up the lines. Please, 312, Ron, call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. That's three one two six four two five six zero zero. Oh well, let's oh, be, before we go to our next guest, uh, my my good friend, my buddy Jim Economos is on the line. Jim, welcome to Black hey, and Right. Guys, how are you? What's I'm up, Jim? Well. Hey, Verline, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? I'm doing good. You guys are sounding pretty good on the radio, so that's good. You're a good tandem team. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Anyway, uh, you know, the dog and pony show in Washington is certainly a spectacle to be watching. It's really awful. I think Trump's guys have done a good job uh, making these Democrats look like the fools there. But I also wanted to kind of give a little information. I don't know if you guys have heard about what's going on with Father Flager. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, what's happening is our our other radio station, uh, the other end of the dial, is supporting him. And when I first heard about this, I called them. Here is this. I called them and I said, you know, uh, this is kind of like what happened with Kavanaugh, you know, with somebody coming out from 40 years ago saying somebody did this, and I don't believe this. And it turns out these two guys that are accusing Flager, I guess they're trying to ask him for money, and, of course, he wasn't giving it to him. Oh, so wow. all of a sudden, sexual harassment 40 years ago. Yeah. So I tell my friends on WVON, this is why you shouldn't jump on the bandwagon until all the facts are known, because you never know. It might come back and bite you. That's true. That's kind of what's happening to them. So this is why we all have to be careful. When you see all these rush to judgment you know, decisions, just like with the stupid impeachment thing, yeah. and all the riots that were done by Antifa with all these guys with walkie-talkies, and you know, there's video of the police letting these guys in and stuff, you know, that's why people have to be careful yeah. until all the facts are known. I, I, I agree with you, Jim. Jim, where are you? Are you uh, in some warm climate right now? It's called my dental office. I'm working on a friend of mine so he could uh, allow me to pause while I'm on the radio talking to you guys. So you're not, wait, with all this snow, with all this bad road weather and all that weather and road conditions, you're not in a warm climate. Ah, oh, shame on you. Well, Jim. I'd like to, but I'm actually going to the CPAC convention in about two weeks. Uh, I was going to go. I was, I'll give you a call about CPAC next, um, uh, later today. All right, man, we'll talk. All right, thanks so much, Jim. Hey, Berlin, talk to you, man. Bye. Take, take it easy, bro. Wow. <laughs> so, 
You ready? I'm ready. You ready to wang dang? Yes, little, I am. You ready to get into a a, a virtual uh, live stream shout out? Yes, but before <laughs> we do it, we have to let our guest present the case. All right, I, I'll do that. So, uh, speaking of our guest, uh, I was on, uh, I think I was on Instagram. I think I found him on Instagram. He follows me on Instagram, or I don't, I don't know how I found you. I saw, I saw an article. Uh, you know, anything, anytime I see an article and it has police in it, I always immediately jump to it to see and read it. So as I read this article, the article was called Ousting Chicago Police in Favor of Social Workers with Court Disaster. Uh, our next guest goes by the name of the Chicago Contrarian. He has a website, www.chicagocontrarian.com. That's chicagocontrarian.com. Uh, Mr. Contrarian, welcome to, welcome for the first time to Black and Right. Thank you for having me. Now, as as I was reading your article, um, because when I was in the General, Illinois General Assembly, one of the things I did was was I, I, I we did the first police reform bill, uh, Senate Bill thirteen oh four. One, this was part of that, you know, adding allowing social uh, social workers uh, to be part of the Chicago Police. Um, I'm not a big fan of bringing social workers to go handle calls. What I am a big fan of is cops. The police department's hiring social workers to become cops, because I think because because you you have all the training of a of a of a cop, plus all of your your history and your your your, your training uh, degrees and their certifications of of a social worker. What led you to write this article? Well, John, uh, through my five or six years of working real closely with Chicago police officers on a number of essays. I've actually established a, a small network of police officers who I routinely discuss matters with. One of them contacted me and described the situation as it in a, a, a very tragic situation which occurred in Rogers Park. We got we got time. Why don't explain what that situation was that that occurred in Rogers Park? We have time. Well, there was a, an incident where two social workers went out to perform a wellness check on someone with a very severe mental, uh, uh, a very severe case or history of mental illness. And she uh, had recently been released from a facility. They were performing a check. During the check, the woman had a, a, a terrible... Psychotic break. Psychotic break, a terrible mental collapse. She confronted the two social workers with a knife, threatened them, they fled the apartment complex. Oh, wait, wait. They didn't take her into custody? They didn't talk her down? No, they did but not. I, but I thought that was part of the, the ruse that a lot of people are saying when cops, well, co why cops can't take them down? Now, these are trained social workers. That, and yes. I, don't, I don't mean to belittle the profession of social workers. No, social no. workers are amazing, and we need them in America. We need them in Illinois. I'm probably, Continue, please. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the purpose was a wellness check, not to because of a call. Yeah. So we need to make that distinction right off the bat. Uh, unfortunately, because of her collapse, it turned into a call. Right. Police were immediately called. They got the area under control. They said the seri the, because of the seriousness of the, the matter, they decided to call SWAT. SWAT showed up. They set up a non-criminal barricade. And for the next 18 hours, a wow. little bit less maybe than 18 hours, they had to deal with this woman as as she had this uh, uh, this collapse, this mm -hmm. meltdown. And I spoke to a member of SWAT team who was at the scene. And the one thing which struck me more than anything 
uh, when having the conversation with him was the compassion in his voice. Mm -hmm. Every single police officer understood this woman was suffering terribly. She was living a life besieged by mental illness, and she was not responsible for what was going on. She had no control over it. Pause right there, because I think that's a very important part that doesn't get out enough. 99% of the time, cops know. Correct? Continue. I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, after uh, he described the scene as which this woman was shouting uncontrollably, speaking to people who did not exist, yeah. all the while while armed with a knife. I think you, you said she had like 10 different conversations with 10 different people that weren't. Yes, there were multiple conversations yeah. she was holding with different yeah. imaginary people. And again, he described how tragic the situation is. This conversation... Uh, I had with him, he revealed this could have been one of the worst experiences of any person with mental illness he's seen in his entire policing career. Yeah. So they were able to finally get the woman to rid herself of the weapon. They very safely took her into custody, and the matter, of course, uh, was resolved as far as police were concerned. Yeah. So this is one of the many, many success stories of police successfully handling mentally handicapped people or people having a mental breakdown. Uh, and I think the most important thing is here, or one of them, is while I was having this conversation, he said police officers uh, are having more and more uh, contact with mentally ill people yeah. in the 24th district. It seems to be a magnet for, and there are and some. And that's the Rogers Park area. Yes. And there are there are a couple of reasons for this. Primarily, uh, there is a trilogy apartment complex there, which treats people with behavioral disorders. Verlon uh, <laughs> is biting the bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you spend the whole next segment, Verlon, uh, beating me up if you want, because I think I've made a solid argument of, of how it should work. But I also want to, when we come back from the break, Miss um, Contrarian, Chicago Contrarian, I should say, I want you to talk about your what you believe should happen in the. 911 centers as far as um, dealing with social workers. Yes. Uh, I, I, I thought that that part of the article was, was, was very interesting, and um, I, I, I couldn't find any, anything wrong with that, that argument. I, I was looking, looking throughout your whole article trying to find the holes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and, but I, I thought it was a well-written well uh, argument. Thank you. Um, as far as the police and social worker dichotomy that's going on and this discussion that's happening across America today, uh, especially when a lot of people mention, you know, the unarmed shooting of, of black people. Um, I think it's um, most people really don't understand the dynamics of what's actually going on uh, with that. And um, I thought it was a good article. So when we come Thank back you. from break, I'll, I'll let the troublemaker really go after me. Uh, but I, before we do that, I want you to talk about the 911 Center. Okay. Uh, where you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon. Uh, and we're with the Chicago Contrarian. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Ride on AM560. And John was like, come on, man, move it. <laughs> I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my buddy, my pal, my friend, 
He's getting ready to try to, you know, hand me a, a new one right now. Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. I'm ready. Uh, before the break, we were talking with the um, Chicago Contrarian. Go visit his website, uh, chicagocontrarian.com. I mean, there's some great articles on that website. Uh, this is one that just really stood out. I mean, you had another one about Kim Fox, too, but that's for another show. Uh, but before we, we went to break, we were talking about the model of what you wanted to do for 911 centers. And then, Verlon, you can have it. Right. I will be brief. I don't want to deny Verlon any more time than, than he deserves. What the Chicago Police Department is, is weighing right now is a co-responder plan. And there are three components in, in, in this plan. I lay it out. One of the components would be to embed a social worker in the emergency call center. And this person would be responsible to, for handling or responding to those calls. Uh, on its face, it really looks like a good idea, and I think they can do some great work there if if a social worker is not already in in embedded in the call center. The second a component, this is where we start to get more dangerous, is where we have a a uh, uh, community uh, excuse me a CIT. Personnel. Crisis intervention team. Yeah, crisis yeah. intervention team, which is a certified CIT officer, mm-hmm. paramedic, and a uh, and a social worker respond to to these cases. Mm-hmm. Problem here is, as I state in the article, we have domestic disturbances, yeah. child abuse cases, yeah. uh, cases where people are. Uh, on, on a high from drug use or alcohol abuse. And these are the moments in which, uh, in a split second, these incidents can turn violent, even though they That's may right. appear to be very uh, tranquil mm-hmm. and just an appeal for, for help by phone. Yeah. Been there. So. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here I wanna, we go. I want to start off by agreeing with the Chicago contrarian by saying in, a, in an instance like that, that should totally be left up to the police. Okay? So I want to agree with you uh, there. Now, I want to disagree with John by saying that the police should hire social workers as police officers because both of those jobs will offset each other. Because when, you, when you're when you doing policing and enforcement, you're trying to get things un, under control, but sometimes you have it, it takes a split second. And if you're a, a, a social uh, worker-minded person, that could be a second too long. And you can be killed because you're trying not to hurt somebody. You're trying to negotiate. Okay. So I want to tell you about a story that I'm keeping track of. Okay. It's about the Rochester Police Department. The same ones that put the bag over the guy, the spit bag on the guy's oh, yeah. head and he got killed. Okay. Okay. They were called to a domestic incident. Okay. Between a mother and a daughter. Uh, a, a kid with a behavior problem. Now this is what I'm talking about when it comes to youth. The police showed up. Mother didn't know what to do with her daughter. They did a takedown, handcuff, and pepper spray of a nine-year-old. N-I-N-E. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. It was, it was, it was, I saw it that was, video. Yeah, she didn't yeah. look nine, though. She looked like a. a she didn't thick, look nine. But she like an older. Yeah, well, nine. you know, we eat. We don't eat the right food. Uh, a lot of our kids we about to do fight. grow up a little bit uh, uh, faster. But she was nine. She didn't look it. Okay. But Did she look it? They tried. She was look. She looked about maybe about 13. No. But no, no, about 13. But they couldn't get her in the back of the car. That was the problem. It was five officers. See, they could it was a George Floyd type incident. Couldn't get her in the back of the car. So you had the one lady officer that was hitting her legs. 
Still couldn't get her in the back of the car. So the other guy reached, the other officer reached through the other side, pepper sprayed her. Now, before this was happening, she was yelling out for her father. Now, if a social worker was there, they could have diffused the situation and said, listen, let's call her dad. That may calm her down. That's, they didn't even listen to that. The mother uh, was being threatened by her, so she was scared. She called the police. Okay, I don't fault her. Spoken like somebody that's never been in that situation. But go ahead. But <laughs> maybe call her dad. You can wait You can wait a few minutes for her dad to show up. Dad could have probably diffused the situation. But that nine-year-old girl couldn't have hurt any of those police officers. You got five people on the scene. Uh, that, that social worker could have diffused that uh, 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 situation. Okay? Uh, well, you can say what you want, but that's why all five of those officers were suspended. Because when you see the tape, you're hitting the girl. You pepper sprayed a nine-year-old girl. You telling me five officers can't get control of of a nine-year-old girl? I was upset that four or five officers couldn't get control of George Floyd in handcuffs. So you mean to tell me if there's no excuse? There's no excuse that you couldn't get control of a nine-year-old girl. So in the instances of a youth, a youth, a social worker would be perfect. And even if and I, so, I don't agree with them being sent out for adults. But for youth, yes. But even with, in some cases with adults, you can still send them with the police. Let them observe and see if maybe they can play the negotiator role after the police feel like, hey, maybe they can be talked down and they can use their social skills to maybe get through and talk to that person before they get shot and killed. Okay, you have the floor. No, sir. You want to you want to tackle Thank that? You. Anyway? I, first of all, I think you present a very compelling case. In this particular instance, it may have made a difference and may have prevented uh, the use of pepper spray. I have heard about this story. Uh, I'm not going to make any comment until a sober inquiry has come and drawn a conclusion. Okay, uh, As I said, I'm not questioning your account, uh, but we're talking about a nine-year-old. Yeah. I have talked to police officers who, who are in crime-free, well, if such a neighborhood does exist in, in Chicago anymore. No. Uh, relatively crime-free neighborhoods. And I have talked to police officers who are in some of the most violent and crime-ridden neighborhoods in Chicago. And when you speak to some of these grizzled veterans, when they discuss the criminals uh, with whom they come into contact, what what was so surprising for me in this whole learning experience of learning about this policing culture in Chicago uh, was they have encountered children as young as five who are conscripted into uh, criminal activity. Exactly. We also know there are gang members who routinely use infants as human shields when they are out and about. We've heard about uh, gang members or who who are shot at and the children are there for a reason. Yeah. So we know children willingly or not are conscripted into. Yeah. So criminal children can be criminal. I'm not saying in this case, this girl wasn't, she was just hysterical. Uh, but it's still better to have police respond to these cases, even though the outcome isn't right. exactly uh, preferred by the public. And I'd also like to state uh Unless you are a member of law enforcement, uh, it's people should be more careful about the judgments we're making on what we're seeing on videotape. Boom. Can I say? Mo can you say that again? Yes. Can you say that again, please? People who Relata. witness police activity 
on the news should be more careful about making judgments. 90% of the time, they do not see every bit of the episode. True. And a majority of those people are not familiar with police policy right. or procedure. And the contrary, um, that video came in right when the police were hands-on. So we know, we didn't see anything that happened prior to that. Go ahead, Blanche. This is a child with a behavior problem. Trust me, I have one. Well, cops don't know that when they're responding, though. Yeah, but she's unarmed. That not means a knife, nothing. Nothing. You a nine-year-old, what is she? You got body armor on, a gun, pepper spray. You, you, you like what they use, pepper spray. You got taser gun. You, may, you mean to tell me five officers can't get control, one get an arm, okay. one get a leg, get control of Wait, a nine-year-old stop. girl? Hold on. We, we got a minute. But I'm, I'm going to, yeah, you, you know what? They can't. You know why? Because of the environment that cops are in today. Cops are afraid that if they sneeze on somebody, there's a lawsuit, they're going to lose their job. That's why. Cops are thinking differently now. They don't want to go hands-on with people. They are afraid to touch them at all. Because they, they, they don't want to be the next, next Jason Van Dyke or somebody else. But they touch you with a bullet. Yeah, but that's different. And pepper spray. But that's, you're missing the point. You're missing my point. If, if you, if you show, if you show that you want to bring great bodily harm or end of life to somebody, when a cop brings that weapon out, that's totally different than somebody when they're hands on with, with just hands on right now. Totally different. And, 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 and like I'm telling you, you have to be in that situation. I'm sorry, real quick, I'll give you 10, sec- 10 seconds. To what? what, what no, we, I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. Okay. no I, well, I, I say something. In the nineties, it was less less killings by cops when cops roughed you up because no, people I, respected policing. Uh, I don't know about that. It is. I'll wait until we okay. get back from the break. Uh, you listen. <laughs> look at we getting heated up in here. <laughs> you listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's making trouble. And we're talking with the Chicago Contrarian. Go visit his site, chicagocontrarian.com. Share the link, share the broadcast. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Well, we were just heated up here in this break. <laughs> I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, uh, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway. And we're joined today by the Chicago Contrarian. Go visit the website, chicagocontrarian.com. Uh, a lot of great articles on there. Uh, uh, Mr. Contrarian, you had something to say about uh, during the break you wanted to say. Well, I, I was going to mention uh, we had left on kind of a contentious point about um, about the response of social workers, I was just going to add, uh, police officers already fill the role of social workers. They do. And they receive extensive training on, on a myriad of, of scenarios they are eventually going to face. And as I mentioned in the essay, uh, the with a large city like Chicago, with the different issues and, 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 and uh, episodes they face, they have, they're experienced uh, quite quickly. They become seasoned veterans quite quickly. And I've talked to police officers who've said they've had people wave them down in the middle of the street because their kids fighting over a video game. Mm-hmm. They fix leaky pipes. They deliver children. They have a very, they're uh, responsible. They pump gas. They pump gas, oh, of course. Which, which is actually, a, they, they violated their own departmental yeah, rules Violation of the directive. Pumping um, gas. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but they have a wide variety of responsibilities they fulfill, 
And part of it is calming down domestic disturbances. And if we had a problem with mentally ill people being uh, shot by police or uh, police showing up at domestic uh, calls and, and, and being shot by police, then why is it? Chicago police shot only four people, shot and killed four Uh people last year. Uh Uh-oh. We had over 4,000 shootings. Four were shot fatally by police. I believe all four of them were armed with either a firearm or a knife. But somehow, the Chicago Police Department is the problem. And look at how many calls, calls, traffic stops that they've done, and look at the incident. Uh, How many actual incidents have they had of what they had, what, Chicago, what? How many calls for service? I don't know the number anymore. I, I believe it's fifteen thousand per day. My math Woo! is not very good. Whatever that well, number is. Well, I know that in the United States, the police period has three hundred and fifty-eight million interactions with people. So I know that the number of black people being killed is like is minuscule. Yeah. You know, but guess what? It's going to be highlighted. By the left and by the media. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that the, the overall number of people shot by police, regardless of race or gender, is strikingly low in comparison to we, when we do hear about it. It's only because it's a it, they try to inflame the issue. Is yeah. Right. Doing. Yeah. I agree. That's true. That's true. See, we agree. Okay. Well, he said we was gonna have some common ground. Yeah, we. Well, you said we weren't going to have common ground. Not on that. Not what I was just talking about with that nine-year-old girl. I never agree no, with that. No, okay, Five okay, grown okay, people okay. should be Guess able to... what? Guess what? Policing yeah. is ugly. I get it. I get it. Uh, I didn't see the whole audio. I mean, videotape. I don't know what happened in between. I don't know. I don't know what the interaction was. You don't know what the interaction was. You don't know what caused that moment. Did she kick him? Did she kick him in the groin? Did she any? I mean, did she reach for any? I mean, we don't know. And that's that's why the contrarian is saying. Everybody take a deep breath. Let all the facts of the case come out first before we make a do judgment. You, do you know they hate that? They, I don't they, care they, what they, they hate. They feel like they, because I'm not part of they? the Black Lives Matter and the people on the left, they hate when you say, let all the facts come out because it's going to take about two years for the facts to come out. Well, that's not true. Come. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because, I mean, remember this. They're releasing videotape now yeah. right away. But it's the, which, same, it's the same videotape, the, the clip. It's not the no, whole thing. No, no, that's not true. Because, because remember, it's not some street level, um, um, video. Right. Uh, because remember, uh, I don't know if they, no, they didn't have, um, body cameras in Wisconsin with Jacob Blake. No, no. You know, but, but when you look at the officer, uh, video camera, it's totally different from what a lot of these coming right in the middle of, 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 of an issue that happens. But, but nobody wants to hear that because guess what? Normally you don't release the videotape. Because now your, your your jurors and the people who are involved, they can now fix their story to the videotape. Exactly. And on top of that, if I can just jump in, not only do we have police body cam, which can provide uh, uh, even more clues over to what occurred to help build the account, uh, we also have uh, uh, security cameras yeah. in many locations all throughout the city, the, the city usually is able to get their hands on that, and this can help uh, complete an account. Well, you know, I'm going to have to play devil's advocate for a second on that. 
What happened when Laquan McDonald got shot? The police officers went to all the businesses and took the tapes. We still haven't seen those. Well, tapes. there's. Uh, I'd like to contest you on that. First of all, an FBI investigation determined the security camera at the Burger King across the street from the shooting had not been tampered with, even though uh, journal or well, some columnists in Chicago insist police had had tampered with yeah. the, with the videotape. Yeah. And secondly, and this is what I always find myself doing. Wrap it up. Uh, Ten seconds. If there was a complete a police conspiracy, how did the dash cam tape capturing McDonald's death survive? Oh, wow. Mic drop. You're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon, the troublemaker, and the Chicago contrarian. Sheila, hold the line. I'll take you when we come back. And right continues on AM560. You want me to bring Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. And we've had a very good and lively discussion with the Chicago Contrarian. Go visit his site, uh, chicagocontrarian.com. Thanks so much for coming in. My you know, pleasure. Really Thank you for the invitation. Enjoyed, enjoyed the dueling off yeah. uh, when the mic is <laughs> off camera. Quiet, off my, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to kind of shift real quick because I have a friend of mine that's calling in right now. Um, she's running actually for, uh, if you, one of the things that I, Tom McCullough, I mean, Tom, Tom McCullough, who, who ran for Senate, uh, Tom DeVore and I and Darren Bailey, all these people, but what we've been really harping on is local elections. How important it is for people that are running in local elections. And sometimes, People that are running for those local, like the township supervisors, the township clerks, they don't get a lot of publicity or, 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 or talking time to talk about who they are, why they're running. Um, but I wanted to, I had a friend, I was, I was with them, um, maybe back in December, and I, I said, you know what, I gotta have you on my show because, uh, I really believe that this lady, her name is Sheila, I hope I get a, like, I've never said her last name, uh, she can slap me on the top of my head if I get her last name wrong, but Sheila Trost is running for Seward Township, um, clerk. Sheila, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you very much. And I, um, Trost is the way you say it. So oh, you did that perfectly. Nice, <laughs> nice. So you and I know that, you know, Seward Township is a, is a real funny ta um, township. Uh, it's one now that I've lived in now for five years, I believe now. I was living in the Asse up there in Kendall County, but now I'm in um, Seward Township. So why are you running, Sheila? What, 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 what motivated you to run for, um, Seward Township clerk? Um, to be truthful, I've been a resident of Seward Township for about 30 years, a little over 30, actually. It'll be 31 in another month. Um, I have attended quite a few meetings over the years, and I have been watching the current uh, highway commissioner, the board, the trustees, um, just pretty much do a very poor job, in my opinion, um, with managing taxpayer funds. Yeah. So I I would like to bring you know I would like to bring change I would I would like to um, do things the right way. Right. What What are some of the changes you're looking to bring? Um, actually, <laughs> we would like to um, be open, be more transparent with the community. Uh, the sewer township doesn't have a phone number to um, 
call if there's a question or a concern. They don't uh, take mail at the at the office. The office is never open. There's no one to contact. Yeah. Um, there just seems like uh, it, currently it just seems like the the people that are running Seward Township are running it more like a family-run business it, and, and, yeah. and, <laughs> instead of um, working for the community yeah. and, and doing what's right for the citizens of Seward. Now, there, there was actually some, some, some trouble with some petition signatures down in, in Seward County. You, you, you mind to uh, enlighten us what's, what's going on down there with the petitions and people getting on the ballot and off the ballot, being pushed off the ballot? Um, I would be happy to, yes. Um, there's actually been several residents in Seward who have been expressing many concerns about the fact that that we uh, have filed objections to some of the ways in which the candidates had filed their individual petitions. Um, you know, i got to start out kind of by leading into this a little bit by saying we ran in December. You helped us. Yes. Jim Mart. Jim Martyr helped us. We ran the first caucus for Seward Township on December 1st yes. that Seward had ever run. Yes. Um, I think we did a wonderful job given the fact that it had never been done before. We, you know, we were newbies, the whole group <laughs> of us. Um, and, you know, with your guidance and Jim Martyr's guidance, I think we did a great job. I would agree. The thing that concerned me most was the fact that we, the, our group, tried to open up to the entire community to be able to have new, as many people possible to participate in the caucus, and we were definitely, um, I should say, slapped with a lot of resistance. Um, I would think maybe you would have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, it was, we were trying to do the right thing again, which our group is all about trying yeah. to do the right and, thing. And Sheila, <laughs> Sheila, but when it came, when it came to like the, the getting on the ballot, you guys had to retain a, a, an attorney, correct? Yes, we did. And the reason we did was because, you know, there's, there's times for things to be filed. There's certain ways that candidate petitions are supposed to file their documentation. And, you know, you have every right to take a look at independent candidate petitions, okay? Right. Because, and when we were reviewing the independent candidate petitions, um, it was very clear. I, I mean, I have so many examples, but it was very clear that the petitions had been altered. Wow. By the current clerk, who I should say is an appointed clerk. She yeah. was never voted in. Yeah. But the dates were altered. Um, the petitions were filed very poorly. There were missing documentation everywhere. Several of the petitions had signatures of voters that did not reside at the wow. addresses listed. It was a mess. So, so it was. It wasn't you. I, I got. We got to go. But it wasn't your fault. It wasn't Seward Township um, Republicans' fault. Uh, it was more of their own error. Um, yes, yeah. sir. Sheila Tross yeah. running for Seward Township clerk. Thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, you're listening to Black and Right on AM 56 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, we'll be right back.
It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway, and the Chicago contrarian. Uh, before before I let you give you um, closing thoughts or what you want to say, um, I don't know if those of you who listen to the show, our buddy Cashley Kelly, um, yeah, they, we, he's not getting home. He's not coming home right away. Yeah, the um, judge, um, Erica, Anthony, we're with you guys. If you need anything, let us hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, they're not gonna let Cash out of jail right now. Why? Because of the he was there at the Capitol. Oh, come on. Yeah, and so. You guys are in our thoughts and prayers. But the Chicago Contrarian, what are you guys up to next? What's next for the Contrarian, the ChicagoContrarian.com? Well, we're, we're experiencing some growth. Uh, we've added several writers. At first, it was Marty Pribe and myself. Marty is a published author. He's written several books and has a, an extensive history on writing on, on, uh, crime and policing matters here in Chicago. Uh, we've added, uh, several other people. Patrick Dent who has written on some uh, legal issues for us. Ben Blair and Alyssa Rosenbaum, both of whom uh, joined us recently, they write on some matters, business-related matters, and James Sutton and Michael Bernard. So at the moment, we've got a couple of things coming up. One of them is on uh, I'm writing on is uh, covering uh, how the Chicago public school system allows uh, – it's a little scam they're allowing by uh, inflating their enrollments, which Uh-oh. hollows out some other schools and benefits very few Uh-oh. for the wrong reasons. But uh, we can be found at ChicagoContrarian.com, Instagram account ChicagoContrarian, Twitter handle ChicagoContrarian, and uh, my Twitter, Florian Sunka. And uh, so at this point, we're we're making some headway. We've gotten some popularity. And well, I'm gonna fo- I'm gonna make sure I, I read you guys now um, religiously. Great. And if there's some things I want to bring out, I, I'm definitely gonna bring it out. So thanks Fantastic. so much for joining. Hey, I just want to make the announcement: uh, the Senate acquits Trump in impeachment trial. Go Trump, Trump, if Trump. You, if Trump. you wouldn't have said it, I would. Verlon, <laughs> pardon thoughts. Well, pardon thoughts. My thing now is social issues, not social justice, social issues. For good or bad, whether we agree or not, it's going to be upfront in your face and the truth. And that's what I stand for now until we get these dirty, low-down Democrats out of office. So, Verlon, with 50, what was the vote, 57, 40, that meant I wanna, seven Republicans voted. And I want to know who they I are. I want to know who they are. I, w- I think I know I'm, about five the, of them. Yeah, well, I know well, five. It's probably the same people that who's voted. The, who's the new two? Yeah. Well, who's the new one, right? Because I thought it was I thought, six. I thought it was five. No, but there were six that voted for the to 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 say that it was constitutional, right? Yeah. So there's one new person who voted, possibly. Okay. Uh, what? 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 We got what? some work to do. That's what. We got we got we got a lot of work to do, um, and I don't think people really understand it. You know, I I I, I want to play one last clip, and then I know we only got a minute, you know, but. Hey, come on. Come on to the other side. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. It is time for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. 
But Michelle Witt says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. Whatever. You know, you listen listening to Black and Right. I'm going to leave on Reagan, if, if it's okay, John. I know we got enough time. But remember this about Ronald Reagan said. We'll see you next week. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. Evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction.